I want to introduce you to my friend Jackie Lewi, um, our next storyteller. Jackie has been a dedicated and dutiful advocate for diversity and inclusion in her role at SBS Australia as Community Engagement and Partnerships Manager. Woohoo! SBS is not for white people with good intentions anymore. Um, arriving in Australia at the age of two and born in the capital of Suva, Fiji, Jackie comes from a generation of mixed-race heritage. She's not just biracial, she's many racials. <laughs> her dad is Chinese and Melanesian Fijian. Her mom is Indo-Fijian, Nepalese, and of Jewish ancestry on her grandmother's side. Something not yet explored. Um, her interests in race and international relations, politics and media are both personal and professional. Um, how do you discern it when you have such, when it's such a strong part of your tapestry? And what does it mean for the next generation of Lewis? Please welcome Jackie Lewis. Hi, everyone. Um, all right. So I guess to start because the whole theme of tonight is being mixed, I have to say it is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, let's just say they got the leather jacket on, why not? Um, <laughs> I get people wanting to guess my nationality all the damn time, and I've found that their interest peaks when said person gets a country wrong. Well then, random person, another guess for you then. <laughs> being mixed for me is, it's beautiful. I enjoy meeting folks of mixed race background um, and I feel that I belong to them and there's this collective hybrid connection in a community more than that when I feel Fijian or if I feel Australian. Um, I had an appointment today where my doctor, and I'll go into the story of that, uh, he examined me and my partner was in the room. That sounds really weird, but anyway, uh, I'll get into that as well. Um, and I could tell, you know, Sri Krishnan, but I was like, hang on, Sri Krishnan, there's a bit more to you. And as soon as we sat down after the check, um, I was like, so, Sri, can I ask you, like, where are you from? Um, yeah, I was that person. Oh, God, I didn't want to be that person. I became that person. And he said, well, I'm actually half Indian and I'm half Chinese. And I said to him, well, I'm actually part Chinese and I've got Indian heritage. And far out, that door just opened and it went from whatever the appointment was to the story of his life and the fact that his partner was a white woman from Wagga and <laughs> the fact that his kids are kind of brown and just how proud he is. Um, and then he went into Darwinism theory and said that the more mixed you are, the less issues you have with your genes. <laughs> so I was like, score, man, I'll take that. Um, <laughs> So for all of us mixed kids in here, yeah, we're good. Um, but being mixed is complicated. It means, generally speaking, people are intrigued by me, but they also want to box me into this other category because I'm not really Fijian, but I'm not really Indian, and I'm not really Chinese. I am brown, though, and I do love that, just a little. Um, so hi, everyone. My name is Jackie Lee Wai. To begin, I'd like to also acknowledge uh, my island home, Fiji. Now an independent country, though still part of the British Empire. More importantly, tonight we sit, we speak, and we stand on land not ceded to the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of this beautiful country. 
I'd like to thank the traditional uh, owners and our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander sisters, brothers, sister girls, brother boys, and pay my respects to the elders, past, present, and emerging. I'd also like to acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander friends in the room tonight. So as Gary said, and as you all know, I've kind of alluded to, I'm proud Fijian-born Australian, but there's plenty more mixing to that. I represent you today as Fijian, Chinese, Indian, Nepalese, and Australian with Israeli ancestry. My dad, Tevita, or David, to Western audiences, is biracial. My grandfather, Li Wai Chung, was Chinese, and my bumbu, or grandmother in Fijian, Maliki, is Melanesian, so an indigenous Fijian woman uh, with a beautiful fro. Bumbu Maliki comes from the province of Makwata on the northern island of Vanuolevu, which is, uh, you know, sort of the top end of Fiji. My dad is the youngest of seven children. My mum, Elizabeth, is from Tako, which is near Levuka on, the, on Viti Levu. So it's the bigger island where Nandi and Suva is. And she's the youngest of 12 kids. And I heard another one of the speakers was one of 11. So yeah, yeah, lots of, lots of love. Um, so yeah, eight girls and four boys to be exact. Uh, my grandfather, Anthony, was a keen businessman and he owned a local cinema. So I guess film has always been in my kind of genetics. Um, he came from an Indian, Fijian and Nepalese background. Uh, my grandmother, Lizzie, uh, or Nana Liz, is Melanesian, Fijian, so uh, Indigenous Fijian, with in Israeli ancestry. So you can imagine just the mixes and the looks within my family, just on my dad's side being Chinese, Fijian, and then my mum's being more Indian, Fijian. Um, my Israeli ancestry is one that I've not explored to date, but that's something that I'd hope to do later on in life. Hopefully I'll live that long. Um, so I was born in Tamavua Private Hospital, which is in Suva, Fiji, in March of 1985. I was the first child of the youngest kids, being my mum and my dad, and was immediately loved by everyone on both sides. I joked to um, Gary about Moana because, yeah, that was kind of like I was very drawn to that Disney, you know, uh, cartoon. I think a lot of Pacific Islander kids were, but just generally it was a beautiful thing. So when that film came out, I kind of look like her and I just want to say that to everyone it's really nice um, <laughs> but just to give you the spill though my grandmother Liz so my nan my mother's mom uh, wasn't the biggest fan of my dad not because he was Chinese um, and that's not my place to discuss further um, so I won't but after I was born my nana quickly got over it um, and it was amazing what a new baby could do for their relationship my parents and my mum's with my grandmother being mixed in Fiji felt like it was not so common at the time, or maybe it was, but I was too young to care. I had the license to be cute, and by God, did I use it. But growing up, Nana Liz was the only grandparent I'd known, and she lovingly cared for my youngest brother and I. And this was in Fiji, and she also came to Australia when we moved into Sydney. I remember this very vivid and special moment sitting with my grandmother as she fed me toast with Vegemite in Fiji. Yes, even in the islands we wrapped a delicious yeast spread. Um, I remember looking up to the sky and for some unknown reason this bird shat right between my eyebrows. And far out, that day went down in history for my grandmother because, you know, Fiji is quite superstitious. And I remember her telling my mum, this girl is going to do great things. <laughs> Um, so I count tonight speaking to you as one of those great things, so thank you and thank you, Gary. Um, 
but on a serious <laughs> on a serious note, my grandmother was a strong and independent woman who cared for cooking. She uh, loved being with family, and she loved to gossip. She seemed to make the biggest stories out of the smallest instances. Um, but this was what kept us all happy. It was the glue for our family. Sitting together with her, having a cup of tea, everyone else was probably drinking alcohol, um, and just having chats about the family was what glued us together. And, again, that's 12 kids, so you can imagine all of the nieces, nephews, cousins all together. Her passing made me realise the incredible matriarch that she was, her sisters, um, not just for my mum, sorry, but also for my mum's sisters and brothers, but also the impact that she had on the partners that married into the family and my dad being one of them. I remember the tears we all cried at her funeral and she was also from a chiefly side so we had to do a traditional um, uh, handing over the whales tooth so the tambua, um, which is also a really, really impactful uh, moment in my life. When I think about growing up as a mixed race, I think of my parents on both my mum and my dad's side and what it must have been like falling in love with someone so different to you in a time when race was complex but not discussed with the sophistication that it is today. In the 50s and 60s, Fiji still seemed like this utopian dream to me, somewhat free of racial and hierarchical structures with the freedom to love who you want to love. I realise more now that I'm older how open Fiji's borders are to cross-cultural, interfaith and same-sex relationships. This hasn't always been the case politically, though, as Fiji has had many forms of destabilisation over the years and more recently we have experienced an election, so it's kind of a little bit more stable. But, you know, for those folks who know of Fiji, watch with close eyes. You know, it's one of those ever-changing countries. Um, my family sometimes joke that it's Fiji's hot temperature and there being a lot of spare time that families are big in number. Or maybe there's something seriously in the waters back home. Whatever the case, I am strong and proud of my internationally based, complex yet beautiful mixed-race family. I love that we embrace new family members from all backgrounds without hesitation and without question, and including my partner here tonight, Alex. Um, who is Polish and English, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, thank you. I knew you'd even get that in there. Um, as I got older, I started to explore my Pacifica identity and more and more think and thank my parents because we moved out from the eastern suburbs to MacArthur near Campbelltown. <laughs> right? Reppin. Seatown represent. Um, where my cultural rejuvenation identity therapy took shape. And I know it's wild to say that about Western Sydney, but it gets so much shit in the media and it really shouldn't. I did try commuting from MacArthur to Randwick in high school, but remember the train and bus commute was way too much for 15-year-old me. So it was time to give Campbelltown a red-hot go. I started at an all-girls school on the hills of Campbelltown, and make it sound really exciting, um, and immediately became friends with other girls from all sorts of backgrounds, which was pretty cool. Again, it was amazing. I went from a very white experience to a kind of, you know, mixed utopia, Samoans, Australians, Mauritian, Filipino, mixed Iranian, Maori, mixed Turkish. My best friends are Maltese, Irish, mixed Nguyen and Fijian, Chinese and Vietnamese. Um, it was amazing. It was just this experience I'll never forget. Um, Campbelltown and Western Sydney became home for me. I had finally felt like I belonged and I found my tribe. 
My interest in exploration and race also peaked during high school, having experienced such a different cultural mix, going to school in Randwick, we're hanging by the beach and being a nipper, then graduating into surf lifesaving was kind of the norm. A short-lived lifestyle for me. <laughs> I tried, but it just didn't work. But of course, growing up in a more culturally diverse area didn't mean the questions about my race or my background stopped. I was still exotic to some people, and that exhausted the hell out of me. People have asked me if I'm Malaysian, Brazilian, Maori, Aboriginal, Afro-French, Mauritian, or Cook Islander, all of which I'm fine with. It's amazing, far out, but just not the word exotic. Exotic to me means this unusual, mysterious thing in the room, which I'm not. My partner also knows how much I loathe the term. When we visited an English friend's place and her dad kindly asked, you are exotically beautiful. What country do you come from? (laughs) I answered politely, Fiji, a country still unfortunately part of the British Empire. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) Sorry, if I could drop the mic, I will, but I won't. Um, Knowing that I'm Fijian has made me stronger as a Pacific Islander woman, though feelings of being unsure of my tribe because I don't speak the language fluently and I don't, and and I choose not to play up to the stereotypes as well. Um, And there are many others in my community that are the same. So how did I invest in my Fijianness outside of my family? Well, I volunteered and I took on active roles. Um, I worked with a group called Fiji Youth Initiative and I supported Fijian youth based in Western Sydney, particularly in the Parramatta region. At the time, I managed the comms and media and just remember it being this magical time of connection and also to the Fijian elders who made it their time to connect and support other young ones. Um, There are also other Fijian Australians in the group with mixed race backgrounds and I remember thinking, wow, I'm not alone anymore. I found another tribe. In preparing for my talk tonight, Gary and I talked about whether I love one particular part of my heritage more than others. Uh, And to be honest, I don't have great knowledge of my ethnic genealogy other than the chats that I have with my mum or my dad or aunts or uncles. This is something I hope to genuinely explore one day to capture the history of my ancestors. For now, they're just coded in my genes. And thank you, Gary, for giving me that line because that is great. (laughs) And it's so true and I could never just capture it. I would write 10 other sentences. Moving on from the past, I want to live in the present and look forward to the future where us brown babies are the norm. Us mixed race babies enter that long list of beauties. I have someone new to add, my son. (laughs) Incubating right here, right now. Um, And he's a child that I, and yes, it's a boy, um, a child that I want to bring into the world with my beautiful mixed race partner as well. Having grown up mixed himself, we've got a lot of stories to tell, as I'm sure you all have experienced tonight. So thank you for coming on that quick journey with me.